0: Brewers, get it done. Rowdy, take a couple vacation days today, tomorrow, and Thursday. We welcome in Stone Cold Intern Austin in the house. What's up, dude? How you been? What's up? I haven't seen been you since right. last week, last Thursday. Yep. How how was the weekend that was and the Monday
1: for you? A lot of working on the other yeah, gig? Yep. Find uh, any fun stuff to do? Um. Well, not a whole lot. <laughs> Saturday, <laughs> Just, I hung out with family, so that was fun. And other than that, I've been at so that's. St- yep. And he you're is. in the playoffs for KooG. Yes, Coog. not G. Sorry, Coog. I'm, I'm still D. getting used to all this.
0: <laughs> KooB, which is a Swedish,
1: Scandinavian, yeah, Swedish.
0: Yeah. The Vikings invented it. So, and shame on me. Like I'm, you know, I'm a good Norwegian boy. And I've never even heard of it. But Austin's kid. Yep. No G, B. Cube. Yes. Uh, so, yes, yesterday, Freddie Peralta, uh, last night I should say, Freddie Peralta, absolutely electric. Sal Freelich, uh getting it done, too. Freddie Peralta, another 13-strikeout uh, performance, uh, matching his career high again for the third time, allowing just one hit over seven innings and in a 12-to-1 blowout uh, over the Colorado Rockies. Now, the Rockies, they're not really that good, Austin. I don't, no, I don't, they're I don't, really don't, not. They're really not. But here's the thing. The Brewers actually struggled against the Rockies. It was the A's, the Rockies, the Nationals, uh, a couple of their bottom feeder teams that they didn't really do too well against. But for some reason, Freddie Peralta is an absolute monster against the Colorado Rockies. This is the second time that he has 13 strikeouts against the Rockies. Uh, And the Brewers got him inked up for uh, quite some time because I think it was Was it right before COVID or right after COVID? He uh, had a really team friendly deal that he signed uh, with the Milwaukee Brewers. So, Freddie Peralta, I mean, Austin, as a Cubs fan, (laughs) that you are. uh, Looking at the Brewers starting pitching rotation, are you jealous of the Brewers starting pitching rotation? Would you like some of the pieces as if you're opposing team? Like, how do you feel about, uh, I guess, the rotation as a whole? Then I guess we'll go into, I guess, Freddie Peralta, where I was going with it.
1: I mean, if this is the Peralta you get, like, the top three is definitely up there for. Like, if you get Woodruff, Burns, Peralta as a top three, yeah, it's definitely a good rotation. Like, I'm not going to. You're not going to poo poo uh, it? Yeah, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> You're not going to say no to that? Yeah. Oh, Brandon
0: Woodruff came back uh, on Sunday, in the Brewers' they offense. Give him any, they, didn't give him they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. They did that last year for uh, Brandon Woodruff as well. They just, every time Woody, the big woo, would go up there, uh, he would uh, dominate, and then the offense would do. They had four hits on Sunday when Brandon Woodruff was on the mound. Well, you go look at last night, uh, a little different story. Uh, it was just a blitzkrieg, 13 hits for the Milwaukee Brewers. And how about Sal Frelick, dude? Sal Frelick, 2-3 with the three-run shot, scored three times at four RBIs. You had Bryce Terang, Tyrone Taylor also went deep. William Contreras went 3 for 5 scored twice at three RBIs. And Austin, despite being the Cubs fan that he is, he was looking at run differential. The Milwaukee Brewers are what, Osman? Plus three. Plus three.
1: They're in the positive. What a great feeling. Yeah. Because I think it was, was it only the Cubs in the NL Central that had a plus? Pretty much the whole season. It's been only the Cubs with a positive run differential. Yeah, Brewers finally on the right side of that thing. Uh, Speaking of
0: that race, though, Reds a game and a half back as they did beat the Miami Marlins uh, last night. And then the Cubbies were are, are nipping at the heels. They were a game and a half back, now two and a half back. As they fell to the New York Mets. Now I was giving you some crap this morning about it, but uh, here's the thing: it was a monsoon. Yeah, that like like I, like I care. It was awesome. like
1: a two-hour delay too. <laughs> like I care if there was rain or yeah. not. <laughs> All right. So I mean, we it was a juice smiley start. That man, has got to go. Yeah. Would you Would you help him pack his bags and leave? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. If, would you if, drive I, got, if I got the invitation, sure. would you
0: drive him to the airport? Sure kick him out of the door and say, <laughs> don't let it hit you or the good Lord split you. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> all right. So Brewers back at it again tonight uh, against the Rocky seven, 10, you know, the, the crew. Uh, you, uh, all right, Austin, as a comes in that you are, I'm glad that you're here because you know, Rowdy taking his vacation days. You're good mm-hmm. at filling in for Rowdy. They already got the yawn counter started. Yep. Uh, King already says you're at two. Well, if Rowdy was sitting there, he'd probably be at 12 already. All right. Yeah, Rowdy also be balls deep in his phone a little more. You're, talkative and paying attention so i mean we are already starting off on the good foot let's go Uh, you've already uh outmanned rowdy is what he does for the first seven minutes of the show but austin is it the brewers division to lose in the nl central
1: honestly okay cubs fan here obviously it depends i think i think it's going to come down to the cubs and uh cubs and brewers I think the Reds have fallen off a little bit since the star break. I mean, they—that was their first win in quite some
0: time yesterday. Yeah, the Reds—they lost what like six straight? Five, seven, yeah, six, six straight, straight. I think it was. Yeah, to
1: the Cubs, and then got swept by the Nationals. That's so not what you want. The Reds don't have much staying power at the end here. No, I don't believe so with their pitching. Uh, it'd be really interesting if it came down to the last series because the Cubs are in Milwaukee last series of the year. So that would be something. That would be something, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh,
0: we've seen some uh, some series in the past with the Chicago Cubs as of uh, the last couple of years, where it went in the way of the Brewers. Did I remind you of 163 games, Austin, a few years back? Let's not talk. about
1: How that. old are you then? Because you're 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 um, just a young little whippersnapper right now. What was I? That was my freshman year in high school. I think. Man, so that's crazy. 14. Wow. Uh, did it break your little heart as a Cubs fan? That was a rough two days. They. <laughs> Because they were both at Wrigley. So game 163. Did you go? At, uh-uh. Oh, damn. Game 163 was at Wrigley. I convinced my mom to stay home from school to watch the game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then, well, okay, you know. T-
0: take me through this. What
1: What do you say to your mom to convince you to stay home to watch the Cubs play the Brewers? Um, as a freshman in high school. I told her I didn't have anything going on at school. And I would just be watching it on my phone anyways. Well, so she, you should just let me watch at home. Because honesty
0: like, is the best policy. Sure. I yeah. mean,
1: you're not lying. If mm-hmm. I were you, I would have. And had, Now, Austin, I was in high
0: school. We didn't have the uh, the use of a smartphone. Mm-hmm. But I would have done the same thing. Been yeah. watching on my phone, not paying attention to some teacher ramble on about, you exactly. know. Exactly.
1: Whatever history. Yeah, my friend was because my friend was at school watching. He was because I was in his Spanish class, so they were in Spanish class, and he was just watching it. On yeah, his phone. So, yeah, yeah, Adios mio. yeah. meal. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right, so your mom said okay, or did it take some convincing? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I think I got it after a few. It took a little bit, but you didn't try to do like I'm it.
0: sick first, like the uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was not gonna
1: happen because like, she know, she knew what was going on, oh, so like. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that would have worked, <laughs> so I just had to convince. So you stayed home and you watched and the inevitable. They yeah, and then the next day they lost to the Rockies at and the wild card game. Was so that like a game. was that a weekday? Yeah. Did you have convinced your mom to stay home for that? No, it was a, the wild card. Game oh, was it was a night. It. It yeah. A night so yeah, you, I think it went like eleven or twelve innings that the Rockies won in i absolutely love those
0: two days. Those are some of my favorite two days <laughs> that I could ever remember, Austin. Uh, uh, yeah. Our guy, J.A. Krebs, says, when uh, Fastball Friday, when Freddy is on, he is the Brewers' most exciting pitcher to watch. I would agree with that. Uh, Freddy Peralta is awesome to watch. When he's dialed in, he's dialed in. And he is awesome to see uh, get out there and like you know, start showing his stuff. I agree 110% Krebs. Uh, now, here's the thing. The Brewers' offense explodes, and you had Willie Adamas. Craig Council gave Willie Adamas a day off, saying, dude, you, just, what need happens. To, you just need to. He's betting 2-0-1. Like it's not it's, good. No, it's slowly going down. Uh, Craig Council said, basically, report to the ballpark like two hours after everyone else. He came around like 4 or 5 o'clock, around that time. Just have an off day. Try to get your mind right. Uh, we'll get into Willie Adamas' comments because he was talking about how he, everything he's been trying to do to get hot. Also, Joey Weimer was not in the lineup yesterday. And I saw some people say, oh, you know, no Adams, no Weimer. Watch the Brewers score a bunch of runs now. Look what happens. They just scored 12 runs. <laughs> so, I mean, Yelly. To, they'll
1: both be back in the lineup tonight.
0: Oh, yeah. And then Willie Adams will be back in cleanup like he yeah. was on Sunday. For, like, I just, uh, so, Austin, this is something that's pl- plagued Milwaukee Brewers fans for a, a long time. Or not a long time, since the universal DH came around, so yeah. not too long. The Brewers have never had a legit DH. It, Willie Adamas, who was batting 201, was DH on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Before that, it was Jesse Winker. Winker the stinker. You have all the... Rowdy Telez, who was doing nothing for the longest time, who's now in AAA getting some rehab assignment. So the Brewers, I don't know what it is, never been able to get a DH that's like been able to, I don't know, it's hit even ball. their weight. So, yeah, I mean, who's pro-far was your guys' DH last night? I mean, when it comes to the the Cubbies and DHing, have you guys struggled with that, like the Brewers have? Um,
1: yeah, they got a lot. The DH has been, like, in a cycle. At the beginning of the year, it was, like, Trey Mancini a lot. Yeah. He was DFA'd now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'll tell you about that, way. Hey,
0: um, everyone that's been a DH for the Brewers has not been DFA'd. Despite looking go. at them, you're like... Man, your numbers pretty. I mean, you might want them. Suck. You might want
1: them to be like but, Jesse Winker. Yeah. Like, Pfft, see you later, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I don't but, know what it is with the crew, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, Christopher morrell has been DH probably the majority of the time. He's been pretty good. He's batting, like, batting two seventy, so that's better than two
0: hundred one. <laughs> so. No lies detected right there. Canna uh, was the DH last night. The new acquisition that the Brewers got from the Mets. Neither uh, of
1: them have been hitting that well, have they? No, he
0: did get a hit. He's been in 238. He did get a hit uh-huh. last night. Uh, that was it in five attempts. But, I mean, it's better than, again, 201 and not getting a hit, yeah. I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Brewers, yeah. Uh, this young group, uh, crap, guys, too. I mean, Sal free, like, a dominating. Awesome to see. Uh, it was thir- also the third time in franchise history the Brewers allowed only one base runner in a single game. The other times against the Philadelphia Phillies, uh, May twenty sixth, twenty nineteen, and in a combined no hitter. Here you go, Kinger, a combined no hitter with Corbin Burns and Josh Hader at Cleveland on Rowdy's birthday, September eleventh, twenty twenty one. How about that? So, speaking of uh, Game one sixty three, Austin, one Uh-oh. of our listeners, hey, the King, ahead, just reminded me some. So you stayed home. You watched mm-hmm. the Brewers beat the Cubs in Game One, sixty-three. Yep, unfortunately, was or, yes. were you home alone? No. Who was there? My mom. Did you she, did you hug your mom? Did your mom have to console you? No. Because <laughs> <No. laughs> when I saw the Brewers beat the Cubs in Game One, sixty-three, I tried to give someone a hug. Rowdy.
1: Rowdy. How's that the, go?
0: Not good. Oh. He was in the office. He's not a hugger.
1: No. But he did hug Ben Kenny, Kenny on his last day. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember that controversy. <laughs> gate or whatever. It was
0: one game 163, right? Brewers get a win. I jump up out of my chair. I start fist pumping. Rowdy jumps up out of his chair because we were watching on our computers. I go over to give Rowdy a big old man embrace to have the Brewers get the NL Central, beat the Cubs. Rowdy looks at me like I just offended him. The most offensive, you know, derogatory thing you could ever say to someone to Rowdy. Uh, he looked like he wanted to fight me when I gave him a hug. So, Austin, you could have used a hug from your mom, did not. I tried to give him a hug to Rowdy. He tried to fight me over it. Nice. No, not nice. He's, he's, I mean, he's kind of a lunatic sometimes.
1: What's his, what's his way of celebrating? He just, you know, I, by himself? I'm sure <laughs> he found something to bitch about.
0: I'm sure he found <laughs> something to be angry about. I don't know what it is. Oh, they should have won by more.
1: They shouldn't have even been playing this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Get hyped up, off awesome, man. Oh, I'm hyped up. RJ? I know he's always hyped up. Hey. woo! We did it. We're barking now? Yeah, that DMX <laughs> playing the first round. Know, first...
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, rankings out. Coach's poll. Wisconsin number 2 1, 21. Sure. Can I get a woo, whoo whoo woo, Underrated, your Wisconsin Badgers. Underrated. <laughs> Where's Michigan fall off, man? Number two. Overrated. Was... Really? I don't know about that. What, do they return 80% of their offense? Something like that. Yeah. And overrated. defense.
1: <laughs> it's, it's the best team. Like, it's Harbaugh's like, best yeah, team. Georgia,
0: them. number one. Shocking. Michigan, number two. Alabama, number trace. Ohio State, four. LSU, five. USC, six. Penn State at Seven. I don't get. Like, I don't.
1: Know. What's Penn that all about? Penn State's had a lot of hype Penn this offseason. Penn State's off been
2: a quarterback away. They've so had like, a lot of hype,
1: <laughs> yeah. and then they could just go ten and two again with losses to Ohio State, and Michigan,
2: <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> and they could also just blow up due to all the hype. Yeah, that too. When has
0: Franklin ever met? Expectations like that. I mean, that's those are pretty lofty goals right there. Seventh in the nation. Pretty I mean, lofty goals, Herb. That's <laughs> <laughs> why well, I want to, want to pursue it. Yep. Number eight, Florida State. Clemson, number nine. and Rounding out your top ten. A little Tennessee Volunteers action. And then I guess I'll finish it off for you. Washington, 11. Hook'em, Texas, number 12. Overrated. Notre Dame, 13. They're back. What do you guys think of? They're always back. Is Notre Dame always one of the most overrated teams? But we're 13. 13,
1: 13, though. 13 might be reasonable. Is that okay? That might be reasonable. Hmm. Come
0: on. No matter no matter where no matter where Notre Dame falls, they're always overrated.
1: They lost their Same offensive coordinator. Texas, Texas and, no, and they're right next to each other. Who's the more overrated program? I think it's Notre
0: Dame, but who's the more overrated program year in and year out? Texas or Notre Dame? Um, Notre the Dame. last few, the, <laughs> yeah. I mean,
2: yeah. I feel like the last few years. Notre Dame's Texas, been though. like in a, a like, top 15 team since 88 when they last won the national championship. It's just name. It's, uh, yeah. it's
0: name recognition. I mean, obviously, everyone everyone gloms on it. I really don't. Uh, my hatred start, starts,
2: uh, starts from Charlie Weiss' fat ass. Oh. He's got an orbit. Does a 9-4 and team really deserve to be preseason top 15?
0: I don't. I mean, no. Utah coming at 14, Oregon 15, uh, TCU 16, Kansas State 17, Oregon State, Sands, Gary Anderson 18, Oklahoma 19, North Carolina. Is that why you're wearing a North Carolina hoodie today? Uh, sweater today, Austin. That's California. Oh, it's, Cal? it's California uh, threw me, tripped me out know. with the colors, does, the color yeah. scheme. And then you got this, Wisconsin this. at twenty-one, Mississippi, Ole Miss twenty-two, Tulane twenty-three, Texas Tech twenty-four, and Texas A&M twenty-five. Tulane coming off their uh, big the Cotton six, bowl win,
1: yeah, yeah, big one.
0: Uh, Iowa did receive votes, so they—I mean—they would be twenty-six <laughs> if you wanted to extend they it a would. little more. I, uh, Graham Mertz is Florida getting a couple of votes. Is he going to be the starting quarterback? Have you seen it does much? appear that way. James yeah.
1: Madison got one vote. They, they were a powerhouse, though. <laughs> in, You're not talking yes
0: We're not
2: talking James Madison Memorial, are we? No, because that's not a school anymore. Oh, yeah. What is it now? Val Phillips. Val Phillips Memorial? Yep. First uh, African American woman in state that's, Supreme Court.
0: That's what it is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Big
0: vote on that. A lot of names came in. Of them. Oh, why don't they just,
1: just, they just call
0: it Memorial? Um, you, you save all the trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> all right. We'll uh, get into uh, the Big Ten expansion. Well, Austin, I mean, as a Michigan man that you are, uh, RJ and I have been talking about it since it's kind of been breaking. What do you think of the Big Ten now uh, getting, obviously, USC and UCLA coming in, but now you get the additional two and um, –
1: Gotta redo schedules. Well Expansion. yeah, they, they did all this work <laughs> to figure out these schedules. They released like your protected rivals, your how it's all gonna <laughs> yeah. work. You're gonna play everybody every four years. or like you're gonna go to every stadium every four years, and then they add two more teams. So I think we'll that can that still happen. Yeah. Like just like one more conference game, like, maybe. Yeah.
2: And or, it might be like going up against finally cuz you know when they originally were expanding they're like mm-hmm. here's a way more people could you do away with the divisions and you do pods this could yeah. be your chance to do those pods yeah okay. or do like six six team divisions like and then play your five teams and then five from could, the other divisions. No, with so um, then
1: it also like keeps regional. A little, like if you like yeah. have your divisions or whatever, like regional close. Is like it, have, is it <laughs> regional though? With, thing is it regional with Oregon, ones, like, Washington, in, in, and no? I'm saying
2: like, <laughs> within, like within the like within area. your division, yeah. yeah. But then you who, go across the country. Who do you send for. to the West Coast if you do six? Yeah, because there's one, someone like, is one team one gets screwed. You have those Someone's four. You'd have there's to throw Nebraska in there. They're the, they're <laughs> the most, they're Nebraska. the furthest west. Nebraska And then you either screwed. throw Minnesota or Iowa in there. Yeah. <sighs>
0: Or maybe you make the worst teams go the, travel the most. So you make Rutgers go all the way out York there. <laughs> <laughs> like here's what you get for being so bad in the Big Ten, and you're one of the newest members. You got to go all the way out to the West Coast. Well, see you later. Yeah, you guys can fly around the other way of the world. No, I saw this. The Big Ten will most likely be moving to ten conference games, according
2: to a Michigan insider. There we
1: go. Uh, yeah,
2: so so um, the math was better at ten still, to nine. They'll still do all yeah. that. It'll be, then just, it'll be interesting though confident. to see when that actually gets implemented. Because mm-hmm. like we were talking yesterday, like pretty much everybody has their three non conference games set up for 2024, 2025, and 2026 already.
0: Yeah.
2: I don't know what happens with those Alabama games with Wisconsin. Like, like it's one of those, well, like those could be the casualty. Cause who gets paid in that situation? It's I, I'm assuming both teams Probably
0: do. Both. Yeah,
2: it's if, not like if, it's not like Wisconsin paying Buffalo
0: a couple million no, to go get two. Like right, because it's yeah. a home
1: and home like yeah. series. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: So they both that makes sense then. Yeah. So we'll see. I I, I I want but don't want the Alabama thing to get axed. Like yeah. I, I want to see the barometer of where the Luke Fickle team stands, but I also don't want to see where it is.
1: I have a friend that goes to Bama, so we are gonna go to that game. So hopefully that doesn't get canceled. You better knock on wood, dude. Yeah. <laughs> we might go to that game. <laughs> we might. We were going to. we I mean, we we'll <laughs> So Big Ten
0: realignment, I would say. It's the last year of what we know as the Big Ten. And this is an opportunity for Luke Fickle and the Wisconsin Badgers to really put a stamp on the last thing and get it done. A lot of uh, hype surrounding it, but they're only ranked 21st in the nation. Now, we don't know what this team is will look like like we have ideas right like a quote unquote and RJ loves this a wink wink air raid offense you got a defense that's you know going to be strong Wisconsin always reloads they never rebuild and Tanner Mordecai and the wide receivers has been impressing and you have Chess Malusi and Braylon Allen the running backs who are beast and got the line
2: which is always good apparently Braylon had a day yesterday <laughs> to just force <laughs> running over UW Platteville
0: at um, UW-Platteville, that's right. Southwest Wisconsin and to will this team. They're traveling back today. We'll pick back up tomorrow. Yeah, Michigan only wishes they could practice at the likes of like yep. UW-Platteville. Hey, the Chicago Bears used to practice at UW-Platteville. Nice.
2: Hey, Northwestern used to practice at Parkside. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> Northwestern. So you look at this. I'm surprised Northwestern isn't ranked. I think I thought they would have been top ten. If they had a ranking for the worst teams, I think they'd be number one.
0: Well, I don't know actually. There's a lot of bad teams out there. Oh, we did get a question. Did, did Minnesota get any?
1: Uh... So Iowa yeah, was, I saw that. Uh, Iowa was the first team for they others like receiving 26. votes. Minnesota's in that list. Minnesota got six between Auburn and Miami.
0: Yep. Uh, anyone else out of the Big Ten? Uh, Air Force got a little love. Uh, Maryland. So. Maryland got oh. a little love. Illinois got seven. Other than that, that's it for the Big Ten. That's going to be it. Your your big dogs, obviously. Michigan's number two. uh, Ohio State is number four. And Penn State number seven in the top ten. So, boys, with the realignment of all this, um, we all know it's not about
2: school. It's about money.
0: Yes. That's the most obvious thing ever.
2: Hasn't been about school for a long, long time.
0: To quote Cardell Jones, a tweet many years ago, could be fake, could be real. We ain't here to play school. We're here to play football. We ain't here to play school. Correct. Well, I did see a lot of the non-money-making sports, and you were talking about Olympic sports too, RJ. Which kind of go hand in hand. Yeah, talking about this is anything that
2: that's not football or basketball is pretty much an Olympic sport.
0: This isn't fair. Uh, I remember reading a lot from uh, tweets from Oregon softball players. It's like I chose to go here so I could stay close to my parents and my family, so they could see my games, and I could focus on you know getting an education, going to school. And now we're gonna have to be traveling to the likes of like I don't know Maryland or Rutgers to play. Like, how does this help the common student in an Olympic type sport who is trying to A, get an education, go to school, get their homework done, get their tests, and also have uh, you know their mental health stay you know sane?
2: I had. Basketball players in my class in the fall and spring semesters. You want to know how many times I saw them in class when the season was on?
0: Like twice. Yeah, the first day and the last you, day. You, no, you'd see them on.
2: <laughs> you'd see them on Mondays. Yeah, and usually Thursdays if they didn't play a Wednesday game. Because oh. they'd be going somewhere for Tuesday night games. They'd be going somewhere for a Wednesday night game. They'd be going somewhere for a Friday, Sunday. kind, of, Like, they travel anyway. Like, I, I get the longer distance travel, yeah. And the ones that have more of a say in, in that kind of thing being a little daunting are the Pac-12 teams that joined the Big Ten. I saw Arizona State, a softball player, was like, I didn't sign up for this. You're going two states over to Texas. Settle down. <laughs> you're going two states over. Like, the farthest you're ever going to have to travel is West Virginia. Sorry. <laughs> I get it, though. I get, like... I get it, too. But you're now getting, like, I, I'm sorry. Like, softball, you're away almost every weekend anyway. Yeah. Yeah. What does it matter? I mean, for all those sports, you still do online school, basically. Yeah. All those sports, you were doing online school before it was a thing. No. Now
0: doing college athletics, there is more responsibility, obviously, than when you're in high school. In high school, you're so localized with all the teams, like in your surrounding area, and then in college sports, I think you once you realize that you know you're going to be going to different states and playing different universities, that's like part of the gig you sign up for. Do I understand flying from like Oregon or Washington to New Jersey or Maryland is kind of a, could be a pain in the ass. Yeah, sure. But look what you're, you're afforded all of these and you get an education. You get all of the best medicals. You get food, you get everything, transportation paid for everything. Do you have to fly a little more? Yeah, I understand it.
2: I like how they also say they're taking commercial flights. How bad is your athletic department if you're not chartering a flight?
3: <laughs> I don't know.
2: Like, <laughs> I see Wisconsin teams get on, like, chartered planes all the time. I don't know the ins and outs of all of it, but. Like, the wrestling team takes a chartered plane when they go places. I mean, this is the way. The hockey co- team gets on a chartered plane.
0: This is the way of college sports, though. This is, this is what it is. What, it, what else are you going to do? If you want to play college sports, you're signing yeah. up to start traveling. Like That's just the, real, the reality of the situation. Does it suck for some people that maybe their family can't come see them play because they got to
2: go play against the Scarlet Knights of Rutgers? Think about being like Olivia Dunn. Can't even go to class because she gets oogled all the time. Yeah, she's too hot. <laughs> that's her fault.
3: <laughs>
2: is,
0: she a, is she the gymnast?
2: Yeah, yeah. she's the LSU gymnast. Okay. Who, yeah. uh, LSU's yeah. attendance has gone up, but it turns out it's guys rather than – the Thinking they got a chance to they, date Olivia Dunn? They thought Lost, a whole bunch of LSU? young girls who dream of being <laughs> gymnastic stars were gonna come and and be the audience at LSU because Olivia mm. Dunn had the biggest NIL deal of the time of anybody. Nope, it just made adolescent boys and <laughs> Adolescent and, boys and college age boys <laughs> and men now notice you and I'm sorry. It happens. I just throwing a lot of sorries out there. We don't apologize on I, this show. I know that it's. Uh, I was, um, you know,
0: how will the, with the addition of UCLA, UCLA, USC, and now Oregon and Washington, how will it affect you know the traveling situation? I feel for some of the students. I get it. Yeah, like I understand there's more of a hassle to be flying. Maybe can't your family members can't come see you. But at the end of the day, you know, you are still you. Know, there is some positives to it as well. You are traveling the country. You have to go see, you know, different places. You can meet new people, go out there and, you know, do your thing, play your sports, and then do you maybe miss out on some face-to-face time in the classroom. Sure. I get it. But at the same time, it could also be fun. Now, as a fan perspective, RJ, you're going out to, what, Washington? Yeah. Sounds like a damn good time. Yeah. Now, for fans out there, I just like a lot of people are like, you know, Wisconsin fans travel well. How cool would it be to go out to California to see Wisconsin play UCLA or USC? It's not when
2: you're going to go every year. but No, like, you can
0: make a trek out of it.
2: Especially since it's not going to be an every year thing. Like, people can design a trip around it. I've never been to Washington State Stadium. I'm going to go visit Pullman. You know, it's it's stuff like that. Like Austin said off air, he hopes Wisconsin leaves Alabama on their on their schedule. Because guess what? As many people as they can and find tickets are going to go down to Tuscaloosa. Mm-hmm. Like, So you're gone? If they play, yeah. If it stays have, on the
1: schedule? Yeah, because I have a friend that goes to Bama. So, like, if it stays on the schedule,
0: Osman will be I'll there be in there.
1: Alabama.
2: In the Bama student section.
0: You don't got any attractive cousins down there, do you? No. <laughs>
2: All right,
0: that's good for you. I don't want to be kissing them, Austin, when you go down and visit Alabama. Like,
2: when we go to play Washington in Seattle, what's not to be like, well, I want to go see that. <laughs> well. Well, um, are you going to be? Yeah, Seattle is not for me. I don't want to go see that picturesque setting uh, where you can <laughs> where you can sailgate. I mean, they they have docks like that lead right up in there. So if you have a boat, that's sick. You pull up, and Washington you're, is you're really cool. Sailgating,
1: um, the Washington Sail coastline gated. is pretty
2: awesome. I've heard like Bend, Oregon. I'm going to find Sasquatch is, out there. Is an awesome sure place. You are I it's,
0: almost dead. <laughs> no, yeah, it's beautiful out there. But,
2: so. I'd like. I've never seen a game in the Los Angeles Coliseum. I'll sign up to go do that. I've seen three Rose Bowls. Never seen a UCLA home game. All above.
0: right, now do this. Now sell the person from Oregon or Washington to go see the sightlines of New come. Jersey.
2: I still haven't gone to Rutgers.
0: <laughs> now go sell it to <laughs> the Some Oregon. Will one. Come to Camp <laughs> Randall. So well, that's a sellable. That's very sellable. Some will come to New Jersey.
2: Hey, I like the New Jersey York, Shore. New York's right there.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, come well, to New Jersey to come to New Jersey to leave. Yeah. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, line one. Good morning. Who's this?
3: Hey, it's Corey. Hey, Corey, Corey what's, what what's up, it? brother? Not much I enjoy this college football talk. You can start feeling it in the air in the morning a little bit.
2: Oh yeah. It's a little bit
3: crisper when you yep. wake up. Oh yeah. It's, uh, it's
2: got that smell. When I
3: wake up at like five a.m. You can tell it's like starting to arrive. Days are getting shorter and all that good stuff. So, question for you, RJ, and you maybe to Austin, if they're going to move to like, do you think they're going to move? You said the ten conference games a year versus nine. Did I hear that correctly?
2: Yeah, there is a couple of posts on Twitter that have suggested uh, they've they've heard rumblings of moving to ten game conference would schedules. Sense.
3: So then, do you think they keep that twelve overall still? Then yeah, it so going only be like two? yeah. I'm wondering that if that's the case, because right now you get two bye weeks if you start in August. Yeah. I wonder if they would move to, like, everybody has two bye weeks then, because that's, I know we kind of chuckle about it, but, like, that's a lot of pounding on a body to take when you're playing 10 actual real games every year yeah. versus, like, the cup, you know, versus 9 versus 10. I know it probably don't sound like much, but I yeah. would think they'd have to move to, like, two conference games that everybody starts, like, a week earlier to kind of keep... Uh, schedule with their with the conference uh, championship.
2: Yeah, I mean, you could see a situation where a lot of Big Ten teams are playing on week zero. Um, right. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that moves forward and if you want and who knows, maybe that turns into every week zero game is a Big Ten conference game. Um, right. Or do you like, because some of those sacrificial lamb teams i don't know if they want to oh i mean you'd start camp a a week earlier if you're playing week zero so you'd start at the end of july rather than the beginning of august but um you know it would be interesting to see that moving forward if it becomes week zero actually becomes i mean week one because for the most part it's week zero because not everybody's playing um but yeah no I, i could absolutely see that and yeah you Throw into bye weeks somewhere, or you pull the SEC and uh, have an SFCS school playing them in the middle of your conference schedule. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, and if if the rumors are actually true to the tent moving to ten games.
3: I'm with you on that uh, Alabama game, Austin, because they. I hope they keep that schedule as well, because. We have uh, friends of the family where one of the guys, he's from North Carolina. He's a big Alabama fan, too. And um, that would be a definite, you know, target, yeah. target list or bucket list kind of trip going to Tuscaloosa. And yeah, you know, I, dro- I drove down, the down there. In the history.
1: Mm-hmm. I drove down there this year, too, for a Mississippi State game, but for the Wisconsin game. How was that? Game, that was fun. It was a lot of fun. Did you party hardy? It's
3: a little bit of a different culture. Like, they're real dressed up to like, 9s
1: isn't it? Yeah. What'd you wear? Yeah. A wrinkly Cubs t-shirt and some sweats? I went to the Bama bookstore and got a Roll Tide shirt. You, you Roll Tide on it? <laughs> Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Was it a polo or, like, roll-tide. t-shirt? It was just a t-shirt. Oh, give, me a, give me a Roll Tide and Southern Joel. I'm okay. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Uh, <laughs> Roll Tide.
3: <laughs> we, we still a to too. The airport when we were flying back from... Uh, St. Lucia on
2: our honeymoon there was some
0: Alabama people and they start singing Roll Tide to each other I'm like this is wild hey Nick Saban said they were him and his wife were in France and there was people throwing Roll Tides at him remember that
2: Roll Tide Roll Tide Pepe
0: de pio Roll Tide
3: so yeah Oh, tonight the, the Brewers finally gotten the uh, positive. Hell yeah, yeah. Plus three. So plus think three. about that last night, plus three. Eight. That's better than minus whatever it was. Probably. Well, it would have been what, minus
2: Eight. Before Eight. yesterday.
3: Before last Oof, night. Yeah. So I'll take it. It's yeah.
2: an oofta right there, Core. But yeah. Uh, it is. Big
3: oofta. <laughs> all right. Corey. Well, that's all I got for you guys. You all the man, brother. Much love, Corey. Stay in the way of these trucks here. All right. Take it easy guys. Good ten, luck.
0: 10 and 2. 10 and 2. See you, buddy. See ya. ya. Alright, there he two. is. Alright, got it, Corey. Someone who didn't play their cards right, I guess, would be uh, quarterback Danny Etling. Now, he did not get released on his birthday, like Jonathan Garvin did earlier no. uh, this season. Danny Etling, though, did get let go on family night. Yeah. It's kind of tough. Matt LaFleur talks on, you know, cutting Danny Etling.
4: It is tough to rep four guys, especially when you have a young quarterback, so... Just thought that it was, uh, unfortunately, a necessary move in order to get everybody the amount of reps that they, they needed.
0: Danny Etling has been on, God, how many teams uh, practice squad? Patriots, Falcons, Seahawks, Vikings. Then he went to uh, Canada to be in the BC Lions, back to the Seahawks, Broncos, Packers, Jaguars, and back to the Packers. Now he's out there looking for another team. Matt LaFleur talked on the decision to cut him.
4: That's just he's been here for quite some time, and you know he's learned a lot of football from some really good football coaches. And he was great in the room. He was super supportive of Jordan. I and mean, it just came down to just trying to more or less give the other guys the amount of reps we felt, felt like we needed to see.
0: Now the Packers, when they do this too, they like to cut guys a little earlier so they can yeah. glob onto another team. Like yeah, like Danny Etling is a, a through and through yeah, like clipboard picked, holder practice yeah, squad guy.
1: He'll get picked up by some other practice squad. Yeah, so I have no
0: doubt. That's why they do it a little early so they can, you know, have them find a job elsewhere. But LaFleur now, but well, you got Jordan Love, obviously, Sean Clifford, who they drafted, and the and USFL MVP, Madou and uh, or whatever. McGoo. They even said his center. Uh, he did not have the greatest of the day yesterday, uh, but again, it's you know it's camp. Here is Lafleur and having the three young quarterbacks on the roster.
4: That's just that's the situation. So we're going to do the best with it, and you know nothing's ever permanent in this league. We know that, and so we'll just see how these guys go about their business. I do think everybody's been working extremely hard. I think we've seen improvement from everybody in that room, and we'll just see where it goes.
0: All right, Sean Clifford was rated as the worst backup in the NFL uh, a couple of weeks ago. That came out. Sean Clifford with Penn State, all the talent they had. Sean Clifford never really, I don't know, turned too many heads, but apparently he did with Brian Gutekunst because he used a draft pick on him. Austin, in your viewings of Sean Clifford, what was your... I never thought he was anything special.
1: But... No, I mean, RJ was talking about it earlier. Penn State's always a quarterback away. Yeah. He was a Penn State quarterback, so obviously Penn State fans even didn't think that high, highly of him. I couldn't
0: believe they drafted him. I mean, he wasn't on everyone else's big board. He was an undrafted player. But Packers are like, we'll draft you. Well, here is uh, LeFleur. uh, Early thoughts on one Sean Clifford.
4: I think he's got some gamer to him. Even when he hasn't made the best of decisions, like we saw one the other night where he threw an interception to Tyreek. He is a pretty resilient guy and is able to bounce back. And I think that's something you can't coach. Either guys are built that way or they're not. And I think he's definitely built the right way and we've got to continue to try to refine some of his mechanics and get him more and more reps
0: if Sean Clifford is getting reps in a meaningful game it is game over for the Green Bay Packers but again it's the backup quarterback how often do you
1: ever expect the backup a backup quarterback there's a lot of times where it's game over for any team I it's think it's the about every quarterback. team your backup no, quarterback comes in the backup in. quarterback gets meaningful reps it's not looking great um, except that one time um, Chad Henney won the game for the <laughs> <laughs> one game won the game for the Chiefs oh in the yeah Chad, chat.
0: speaking of you, you like Chad Henny. You're yeah. a Chad Henney guy. Oh yeah. All right. So on that uh, Packers now going to Cincinnati. Uh, Matt Lafleur talks on you know going to early to Cincinnati to practice with the Bengals, then get ready for that, and I can't believe I'm saying this, getting ready for the preseason game on Saturday, baby.
4: I think it just gives us an opportunity to bond. I think that camaraderie is an important part of this process and just that team chemistry, the makeup. The more these guys hang out together, the more they get to know each other. I think the more they'll, they'll fight for one another. And so I think it's a unique opportunity going against one of the premier teams in, in the National Football League.
1: No. So, to yeah. my understanding, so is the is Clifford the guaranteed backup, or is there like a competition for the backup in preseason? I think. Well, he's drafted. Yeah, that's. I, I guess. Yeah, but the other guy played in the US of, uh, USFL. The USFL. He was an MVP twice. All right, so he's got something. The, and he
0: won the damn thing. <laughs> All right, so he's got a little that's, panache. You know, he's, he's got, got the championship what's Sean, mentality. What Sean Clifford ever do? Besides make Penn State a quarterback away.
1: <laughs> he lost to Michigan and Ohio State and beat everybody else like
3: they do every year. <laughs> yeah.
0: So there's a little before we we'll get the Luke Fickle coming up. Also, some, um, some little juicy tidbits and nuggets of hard knocks coming out. So we get Tonight, a, right? We get a peek into Aaron Rodgers and the New oh York boy. Jets.
1: I'll be watching it tonight. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets.
0: Rodgers, uh, you heard LaFleur there talking that last clip, talking about everyone staying together, uh, bonding. Uh, Rogers big on that when it comes to the Jets and this Hard Knocks clip that I had saved uh, for us to check out. Preview? Oh yeah, baby! Hard Knocks is is tonight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hard Knocks eight o'clock I think. No, there was but... a little snippet of some previews coming out here. So if you saw the Hall of Fame game last week, Zach Wilson uncorked a big bomb to Malik. Um, uh, was it Malik Taylor? Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Called the play, and I know a lot of heads out there started grinning and or uh, moaning and sighing over Aaron Rodgers getting anything nicely said about him. Uh, but it is true. Here's a little snippet of Rodgers calling in to Zach Wilson to hit Malik Taylor down the field. Called by
4: Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, <laughs> he called that one. <laughs> I had to, I had a little shout out there.
3: I'm ready. To, I'm ready for a bomb. Throw it up to Malik. Touchdown. it to Malik. Oh, it's going to Malik. Has time floats the bomb down the left side. I knew it! I knew it! I knew it! it. Hey! I knew it! Hey! Hey, what I tell you? Hey, where he at? Where he at? Hey! Hey, what I tell you?
0: There you go. Now, here's the thing. Packer fans, or let me rephrase this. There's Packer fans, there's Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads will tell you that Aaron Rodgers is an arrogant a hole who doesn't do anything to help out anyone beside himself, right? Well, all he ever talks about is how great, you know, Jordan Love is and how, you know, he left the Green Bay Packers in really good hands with Jordan Love and he's been tutoring and training him. Hell, Jordan Love says the same thing about him. Then you have Aaron Rodgers here at the New York Jets helping out Zach Wilson, giving him, a, him all kind of tutelage, training him up. And then he's calling out plays that he knows is going to work to his, you know, his friend too, Malik Taylor. Yeah, Cheeseheads will tell you
1: that he's an Arrogant prick. The cheeseheads are the ones that just read the media and don't actually, like, they don't formulate their own opinion. They get get, spoon-fed to them. Yes. That's exactly what it is. By the idiot box. Exactly. And all the uh, journalists
0: out there that are also shaping and forming their mind with their dumb opinions. Yep. That usually are pretty misguided. Yeah. Austin, you're so different than the normal Gen Zers, I feel like. (laughs) Uh, Now, I would say the worst when it comes to people getting brainwashed and spoon-fed by a MSM would be Boomers. Mm -hmm. Boomers got it the worst. Yeah. And then Gen uh, Xers. Yep. Millennials are pretty terrible, too. (laughs) I'm a millennial. Most of my brethren are just
1: beyond stupid. But are Gen Zers a little different? I don't really know. What about your friends? What about your friends? Like, what about their opinions on, like, Yeah. Are they spoon spoon fed like Boomers? It depends. I don't not all of my friends I mean there's <laughs> one there's one I'm of always them. gonna have some yeah there's a couple of them for sure that're just like I don't know like there's one there's one of my friends who just loves to like argue about anything yeah but yeah, then, yeah but then he doesn't like he never backs it up by anything like even like when we're talking about sports he doesn't back it up, but he uses a loud voice so he can win the argument. So he's, a, he's, but he's like a millennial then. Yeah.
0: Millennials, a lot of them are so wrong in what they
1: uh, talk about, but they can say it loud. But they loud just and proud.
0: scream as loud as they can, despite it being completely wrong. And somehow they're giving their way. It just makes no sense. Yeah.